back to the voices from the beyond i know it's been a while since we put out our last episode when was it i think a year ago about a year ago a lot has happened during that time we've kind of rethought how we're going to do this podcast moving forward and we're going to try to be a little bit more frequent about our posting and output <laughs> output in general and we might even be uh, planning a few uh in-person stuff at some point maybe anyways uh, I'm Yudani. I'm Jude. And uh, today we're actually going to be talking about... Um, well, we originally wanted to talk about Stranger Things, but... We, yeah, we originally wanted to talk about Stranger Things, but we ended up... Uh, life happens. Life happens, and we're kind of outside the window of that. Yeah. If you do want to hear us talk about Stranger Things, let us know. We can always do a series about it, like, you know, talk about the different seasons and theories before the new... Season comes out next year, so... Or yeah, next year? No, 2024. T- two years. So we have time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we... Um, Jude would be more than happy to accommodate Specifically that. Specifically me, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll tag along. I suppose you doesn't want to. It's fine. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's Nope, which is a movie we just saw last night. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie, but before we do get into that, just a little piece of uh, news. I may be a little out of date with the horror news. I didn't have too much time to research before we shot this episode. So, uh, all I got today is we finally got the long-awaited trailer for Halloween Ends. Did you say shot this episode because this is a horror movie podcast and, you know, shootings? Because recording a podcast. Record, you know, <laughs> it's, I'm just film we don't even record things on camera i'm a film major mm-hmm. based on your tattoo based on my tattoo i have an us tattoo for everybody who's uh, listening and not actually seeing us so jordan peele's uh legacy continues on this podcast yep i'm a huge fan of jordan peele but before let's talk about some of our thoughts about the halloween ends trailer which that movie does come out october 14th mm-hmm. so my thoughts is it's probably gonna be a really good ending is probably going to be either a year or so after the it's four years four years sorry it's four years after the um halloween kills movie right kills? yeah I, actually i did find a synopsis oh okay well, go all for right it. so four years after the last encounter with the mass killer michael myers laurie strode is living her life with her granddaughter and trying to finish her memoir Michael Myers has not been seen since, and Lori has finally decided to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. Good for her. Yeah, she means it. However, it wouldn't be a good movie if, you know, something didn't go wrong. Specifically, a a one Michael-shaped thing. (laughs) However, when a young man uh, stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting... It ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Lori to confront the evil she can't control. Interesting. Very interesting. I do like how it's they're going back to the whole, like, the boy was babysitting somebody and they got murdered. Because Halloween was originally supposed to be called the babysitter murders. Oh, true. Yeah. That's yeah. a really cool... 
But the trailer's uh, very short. It doesn't really give a whole lot of detail. It doesn't explain any of that. <laughs> that it doesn't. So you just did. But uh, we do see some cool, uh, some uh, returning characters. Uh, we see Lori face off with Michael at the end of the trailer, and she almost uh, gets her hand put through a garbage com. No, a garbage. Ugh, what's the word? Uh, the thing that like shreds. It goes taka taka in your yeah, sink. That, yeah. That thing. Um, it's one of those like oh, uh, instructions unclear. Dick caught in <laughs> the food blender. Food thing. processor. No, no, that's not. <laughs> you got real excited. <laughs> um, man, I cannot think of the word. Trash compare. No. Trash Star Wars. Compa- no, it's Star Wars. It's a real thing. It's a real thing too. Um. Anyways, okay. maybe we'll know what it is in the next episode. We're not gonna. We're not. But it's like you flip the switch. It's next to your sink. All the food We're goes in there. We're explaining too much about it. Okay. Um, I, I, I've, I've been telling him that I think a theory, like, there's a scene when the trailer first starts where we see somebody coming into the home, and it looks like they have the Michael mask, and it looks... Oh, like the POV shot that we get? Yeah. Okay. I think it's child, or like, someone dressed up as Michael. I don't think it's Michael. And I think it's the beginning of the movie. I think it's just like the intro shot. It's not like anything important. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one because uh, if you, we look specifically in the trailer, when the door opens, you can actually see the person's uh, hand and they have all their fingers, as Michael does not, because mm-hmm. Laurie shot him off with the shotgun in the three, first movie. Three fingers, McGee. Yep. yep. That's uh, it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, we uh, we finish the trailer with Laurie stabbing him in the hand, the mm. same hand that's missing the fingers. He should just. Take off that hand at Honestly, this point. Just replace it with a chainsaw. It's a liability. Ah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that movie comes out October 14th. We are super excited for it. We're probably going to be watching that opening night. There'll definitely be an episode probably the next day. Yeah, we'll record it the next record day. Record it the next day. Probably release some t- shortly after that. Right. Uh, hopefully we have a, g- <laughs> a handle on this whole podcasting thing. That's it as far as news goes, huh? Yeah, uh, there's a few other things, but honestly, I didn't, I didn't prepare that part. Great. Honesty. All right. I sound like that's that's our job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about the movie. Nope. Uh, nope. A lot of thoughts really going into this conversation, because that movie, I I remember leaving the theater and being like, I'm gonna sleep on this. And then we didn't. So, um, I guess spoilers from here on out. If yeah, you're definitely. This. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, click off the pod, go watch it, come back when you're, and we'll be right here when you're done. Right, because this is definitely a movie that you want to go in spoiler free. Um, if you've managed to avoid the spoilers as thus far, congratulations. If um, someone spoils this movie for you, they don't love you. Yeah, punch him in the throat. But, um. We do not condone violence. I, but. <laughs> Um, this is not what we expect. Um, the trailers definitely were great at hiding what this movie is actually about because I thought it was originally about like alien horses or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leading up to the movie, I just kept hearing from Jude, "It's alien horses." I'm telling you. Yeah, it has like, to be. Like we're gonna like it's just gonna they're gonna transform into like bipedal 
like humans. Hor- humanoid horses like they've adapted to human life or something and it's a, a, a commentary on colonization or something yeah something like that like the usual Jordan Peele message yeah, Americanization yeah and taking away other people's cultures I don't know but it wasn't yeah it was like Honestly, applaud to the like applauds to the marketing com- team for that because they completely subverted all the expectations. Also, applause to the production team and everybody working on the film because nobody leaked anything important. I think. Yeah, no one leaked anything. No, and honestly, it, this movie would not have had the same impact that it had if if anything would have leaked from it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Udani uh, does struggle with. Uh, is looking up spoilers and leaks and things like Not that. Not spoilers, theorizing. Theorizing that turn into... Off of trailers. Yeah, that turn out to actually be what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and for as much as I theorize, I did watch this trailer up and down many times, every iteration of the trailer that was released, and I was nowhere near the plot of this movie. No, there was no way we could have been. Yeah. Um, so take a moment and think about what you think this movie is about and just you know reflect on it. And then just know that you're wrong. Yeah, whatever fear you probably have about this movie, you're probably wrong. Because I was definitely wrong on that one. I thought it was going to be aliens, and it wasn't aliens, but it, it was, was aliens. aliens. We don't know if it's be. an alien. Yeah. Before we get too too far into it, just really quick, the cast of this movie was fantastic. Yeah. Everyone knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Props to this entire cast. They did phenomenally. Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, Steven Yeun, Brandon Berea... Like everybody did an amazing, amazing job, and I think for I think for a lot of them, like this was like their most intense acting. Yeah, is, I mean, uh, Daniel was in Get Out, and that was right. That oof. was actually yeah. That yeah. movie, and then uh, Stephen Young, a Walking lot of us Dead. know him from The Walking Dead. Glenn, rest in peace. Pieces. Oh, God, I'm still not okay with that. Simple brain matter pieces. Stop. <laughs> um, I'm still not okay with that. And Kiki Palmer also has a, a bit of a foray into the horror community as she was in the Scream TV series. Season, season three. three. Uh, the only season of the series that brings back the ghost face mask and I have very and it's also, strong thoughts about it. Yeah, and it's also uh, much different from season one and two. Like It's a completely different storyline, which interesting. Um, well, we might cover that eventually. Um, actually, <laughs> Paramount recently bought the rights to the Scream TV series, so we might get a season three and four. Surprise horror Following news. the Lakewood story. Right. And I think this is Brandon Perea's, like, first, like... Yeah, it's his big, big... It's his first really big movie. Yeah. So, props to him. I yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. He has a, a future in this, for sure. <laughs> so, we're not going to get into uh, fully going over the plot of this movie. Again, if you're here, you saw the movie, or you don't care about spoilers. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely not going to retell the whole movie for you. Jordan Peele does, does a way better job than we would do. Mm-hmm. This movie just blew my mind, and every time I had any idea where I thought it was going to go, this movie completely blew my mind. Uh, honestly, any time I had an idea where I thought the movie was going to go, it went in a completely opposite direction. Yeah, this movie was definitely one where you had to, I guess, just go along for the ride, because you, were, you weren't really going to guess like where or why choices were made, why things were placed where it was, until, like, Things really started to come together towards like the third, a third of the third act, especially considering that the movie opens with like an unrelated to like the main plot. Oh yeah, the whole monkey thing. The monkey thing. That was interest. That was a very interesting thing that we really didn't understand until later on in the movie. Yeah. 
But I definitely think that whole... While the monkey scene did serve to forward uh, the plot of the movie eventually, it was used so heavily in the trailers, and I think that was a huge part of why they were able to subvert our expectations so hard. Right, because like, what were what were your interpretations of it beforehand? Like, I was definitely like, oh, that's an alien hand for sure. Like, in the trailer, you see, a, like, a fist, like, uh, a hand reaching out to a, another hand. Right. But it, it's, like, covered in blood and everything. I'm like, oh, that's definitely an alien hand. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's this lady who has her face all, like, how do like you explain all that? super tight with huge teeth, and it looked, like, deformed. Yeah, which is where Jude was like, alien horse. <laughs> understandable that would be like almost the final phase of horse integrating into human (laughs) human the final phase is just (laughs) (laughs) listen whatever man (laughs) and we really quickly found out that uh, it wasn't uh, aliens what we thought Mm -hmm. the kind of aliens we thought in that one scene right because it definitely is and Maybe. It's an alien in the sense that we don't know what it is. It's alien to us, but it's not. It might not actually be from another planet. Yeah. We don't know. That's what I really liked about this movie. They didn't explain where this thing came from. And what we're talking about is obviously, you know, the titular monster. Monster. It's, It's a UFO, but it's alive. It is... Sky Jaws? Sky Jaws. It is an unidentified flying object, I suppose, because... Or unidentified aerial phenomenon, a Ooh, UAP. UAP. Yeah. Nobody He's knows what those are. Using the new term. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, we don't know. It's... I see it as, like, an animal, like a flying animal, like a bird. Alien bird, essentially. Alien bird. Yeah, because it's not like a ship. It's not like it's transporting anybody. It's just... A big sky monster. So going into talking more about interpretations of the movie, though, like, how do you think... Do you think that there was a message? Do you think that there was... Like, what do you... What do you take from this? Well, knowing Jordan Peele and his movies, there's definitely a message in this. Uh, the movie actually started off, if you guys remember, it starts off with a quote. So the quote is from Nahum 3.6. And I will cast abominable abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile and will set thee as a spectacle which uh obviously when the movie started i'm like that's cool (laughs) we'll figure out about that later (laughs) and i'm not gonna lie after i left the theater i was like hmm i still don't get the message and then we talked it through we talked it through and basically my interpretation is people nowadays are will do anything for a spectacle Kind of like the do it for the vine culture. Like, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Make sure you record it. You might get some money out of it. Yeah, or like TikToks nowadays. Some of them go way too far for... Yeah, and like the quote is very straightforward as far as where the movie goes. It's kind of like, I will throw... Like, if you're, you know, have like a violent injury or something terrible happens near you or, you know, somebody has an accident, all right record it you'll become a spectacle you might make it on the news you might become tiktok famous and congratulations i suppose yeah which is sadly a lot of how some of our culture people think nowadays mm-hmm. and this film definitely makes this message 
very apparent towards the final part of the movie. For example, the TMZ guy is like a symbolism of that, yeah. Yeah, that was like a blatant, like, he's 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 here, he's the message of the movie. Right, because, what is, because what is TMZ in our culture if it's not a company or corporation that basically records celebrities and other people, important people, at their worst, sometimes like, you know, doing drugs, fighting, um, cheating, doing things like that, and that's where they get their most money because people want to see that, people want to see people doing bad things it's fun it's entertainment so at the end of the movie he comes in and and he's like you know why why did you do the thing you did you totally like did something to your competitor blah 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 and then when he rides off in his electric motorbike he gets just knocked off by the electric field (laughs) yeah and he's just like record record this make sure you get this on camera blah blah blah," before he dies and it's just like why does it matter why does it matter like you're about to get sucked into god knows what (laughs) Right. Let's also talk about, you know, what does, like, that whole, like, Stephen Young's character and his whole backstory, what does it even mean, right? So why was it even in the movie? Because, you know, for most of the movie, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you have this family with this horse farm, um, not horse farm, horse, Uh, animal acting. Horse trainers, yeah. And their horses are disappearing, like, one by one. They're they're selling off some of the horses, granted, because of the performance. Yeah. Running out of money, but they're you know they're like what's going on? They find out what's happening. They you know are trying to record whatever's going on and to get famous and rich and yeah, all that right footage from the UFO. And again, like this this is a uh, this is a family that was you know going bankrupt essentially. That's why they were selling the horses, so making money off of the spectacle. Which really, in retrospect, now that I really start thinking back on the movie, the message is ample and clear the entire movie. Right, right. But you really have to think about it. You really have to think about it. Um, But then, so Stephen Young's character, when he was a kid, he was a child actor, as expected. And he's part of this, like, live sitcom. You know, any any live sitcom from, like, the 80s or something. Right. With the studio audience and all that. And they had a chimp. And the chimp... Gordy. Gordy. um, It's Gordy's birthday. Uh, This Stephen Young's sister... Gives him a, a present of... A giant box filled of balloons. Of balloons. One of them pops and the chimp goes crazy. Starts killing everybody. Just massacres the entire audience. Except for Stephen Jupe. Stephen Yoon's character. Well, that's not, that's not his character. Yeah, Jupe. No, no, no. That's no, his, Jupe is from... That's the, the cowboy. The, the, uh, whatever. Uh, Ricky is his actual movie name. Ah. I don't know. We don't know what his name in the show is. So... No, we do. What is it? No. It's Jupe in the, in the cowboy show. Mm-hmm. And then it's Ricky in the movie, like his character name. So Ricky is basically the last one standing. He's um, I wouldn't say he's standing. He's under a table. He's hide last one, last one hiding, <laughs> um, in the, in the studio. And Gordy, he they had this thing where they would fist bump, and they called it an explosive fist bump. Well, yes, but he like finds Ricky under the the table, and you know we're terrified because the suspense is huge. Like yeah, you, we we literally just. As you guys remember, we literally just saw him murder two people brutally on screen. Two people? Well, what we saw him doing, like... Oh, yeah. Well, he murders the entire audience. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Um, uh, but he, like, murders That's everybody. And so we're like, oh, shit, he's gonna, like, hurt Ricky. I mean, we know he's alive because he has like, the horse farm, but we're like, what the fuck's happening? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he's about to do the exploding fist bump, and then his head explodes. Whoops. 
Um, but this was a huge trauma for Ricky. But as a child actor, I guess he turned this trauma into profit, kind of. And it, it's a spectacle, but he's only focused on like the spectacle of it. He remembers, he doesn't even explain the, the story of it to OJ and um, Emerald through his own experience. He explains it through the SNL skit. He can talk about it more through the way that pop culture looked at it. And, and even in the beginning of the movie, like we hear audio from like the news medias and stuff like that talking about the, the incident. The incident. So this, again, is furthering how people people talk about bad things. People remember negative things, and it, it's good for money. Which really starts putting out, which really also puts out the tagline of the movie, what's a bad miracle? Ooh. Which literally kind of just came to me just now. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> Eureka moment. It was almost scripted. <laughs> but yeah, what's a bad miracle? Like, that, that happened to him traumatized him for life but i mean it gave him it gave him the spectacle <laughs> yeah his life became a spectacle and he just continued doing what he knows how to do which is create a spectacle right as he has with uh jupiter's claim that's what it's called Jup- jupiter's claim that's clever <laughs> i see you jordan peele <laughs> I see you. and another another thing that i uh Oh, it's in case in case you can you guys can pick that up. It's raining outside, so that adds to the spooky fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was very interesting. It was very interesting the entire movie and and how how like they didn't even try to like kill the alien or make it go away by like trying to shoot at it or or stuff like that. Like they were just focused on getting the shot. They didn't at all care. costs. At yeah. all costs. They didn't call the FBI. They didn't want to do any of that. I didn't. I mean, they inadvertently. I feel like. Emerald inadvertently killed it by using the inflatable balloon, but that wasn't... I don't know if that was really the, the plan. I don't think that was her plan. She was just trying to get that shot. Right, she was just trying to get him over the, the winking well, the, the photo place, um, to grab that perfect photo. Excuse me, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, you know, we've talked about it enough, but let's talk about the the actual like antagonist. I, would, not, I wouldn't even call it an antagonist. It was an animal doing... It was Jaws. Jaws. It was basically Jaws. Like, it was genius. He literally took Jaws and then was like... Fling him into the sky. Fling him in the sky. You can't escape him. The sky is everywhere. The ocean is the sky. Right. The sky is the ocean. The sky is the ocean. The sky is falling. Uh, Okay, chicken little. (laughs) I thought it was so... Like, it didn't really hit me until I really, like... Until uh, OJ's character mentions that it's, it's a living creature. I was like, what is he talking about? But yeah, the way that it moves around, it's like hunting almost, like a shark. Right, like, you would catch glimpses of it, much like in Jaws, you would catch, like, Bruce's fin every so often, but you wouldn't really know when he was going to pop up, when he was going to kill. And then in the movie, you see, like, the... the what, what? Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket. <laughs> which is what they call him, eventually. Um, how it, how he, like, skirts between one cloud and the other. Or he, like, you know, looms over different places, but then, like, scurries away. And it's kind of like, okay, we don't know when he's going to pop up again. We don't know where he's going. And it, it was it was a pretty intelligent being, too, because it, like, would know to, like, where you were, would know to wait, would know how to lure out. It would know how to be a cloud? It, it wouldn't... It wouldn't how, yeah, no, because... The cloud wasn't moving, therefore it had some sort of control over the cloud. Oh. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Because clouds move slowly, but they move 
And the whole thing, how they figured out it was there, was this cloud hasn't moved in days. Right. Which is interesting, because I never notice clouds, whether they're moving or not. Like, we can't... Well, I guess in that area in California, or wherever they were, um, it was very arid. Like, it was always yeah. blowing, so clouds would move normally. Yeah. But <laughs> here, here where we are, clouds don't move. No. <laughs> Cl- clouds don't move. Confirmed. <laughs> glares into the sky but not too directly because you might get eaten (laughs) which goes back to the whole spectacle theme because the way that that thing started hunting is if you looked at it which is interesting because i want to point out that uh ricky steven's character um what does he call the the alien the thing oh my god i don't remember the viewer the viewer Mm mm-hmm that was a cool name for it. Should we just call it the viewer or Jean Jacket? Jean Jacket's fun. Jean Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, that I mean, he called it the viewer because if the thing, if you look at him, and he's always watching. Obviously, the alien yeah. thing is always watching and and seeing if anyone's looking up into the sky when they weren't supposed to, and then he goes in and, and sucks them up like a tornado. Those scenes where that thing like came down and like where it sucked up everybody that was at the Star Lasso experience. That, like, whole, like, claustrophobic moment and that they showed inside it was so weird. And then so the well realization done. of what was happening just shook me to the, my core. <laughs> you know, that was terrifying. I think the whole movie were kind of, like, tense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like from the moment that we, like, really learned that this thing is an animal and that it's hunting, mm-hmm. it... It really brought up the movie to, like, an 11. Like, it really took off from there, and it did not stop until the end. And it's interesting, like, the... the Like, Jean Jacket is very interesting because... I don't know if this is a common thing for Predators. You can let me know. But it was interesting that he kept... Or it kept the the animals, the, the humans, whatever it was, inside of them, inside of it for quite a long time until he was just like, alright, time to digest. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I feel like it was more like, you know, like anything, it eats. It, it, it eats, it was full, it kept it inside for just when it was ready to eat again. Ah, you mean like guys with beards when like the food falls into their beard and so they have some for Precisely. later. Precisely. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but going off of that, well, what do you want to say? Tell me how terrifying it was when they were using the sounds of the people screaming inside of it to locate where it was. That was that was terrible because like you kind of hear like I think that that's kind of like an SCP or something where like you like the closer you hear oh, the yeah. screaming you know so it's like okay I can't look at this because your natural instinct is to what's that right like you hear someone screaming you want to go and see where they are you want to help them you know whatever right. Or just to see what the spectacle is, right? Um, and in this case, you can't. You cannot look at it. You can't see where the source of the sound is, because otherwise, you'll you'll become a source of the sound. So, but then going off of that, when it was hovering over the Hayward family home, oh, that scene was chilling. Mm-hmm. Is it the one you're talking? About? Yeah, yeah. During the rainstorm. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> go go on. <laughs> <laughs> just recuperate. No, sorry. I mean, I can't. Ima- I can't imagine how terrifying it was first to know that it's like, for example, here it's raining outside, but then suddenly you just hear complete silence because that thing is hovering over you, except for the screaming, 
And then out of nowhere, it just starts pouring. The screaming stops. The screaming stops. And it's just the sound of crunching, and essentially, and uh, coins and keys falling out of this thing, and a, just drenching blood, the home with blood. Yeah, literally pretty much giving the house a new paint job. A disgusting new paint I job. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, which is something that I thought about later. Like, this movie is about um, making money off of the spectacle and of, you know, pain and suffering sometimes and and what do we call that sometimes blood money right so this literally turned into a rain of blood and money literally so that was that was an interesting metaphor that yeah. they had and that was by far one of the most terrifying scenes in the movie oh yeah and we get that great moment where uh oj is uh, opens the door looks up and just goes nope nope, nope. <laughs> which guys i'm not kidding I heard, like, most of our theaters say it at the same time. At the same time as OJ, yeah. They're just like, nope. Nope, mm-hmm. nope, don't go out there. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Nope. And thankfully, OJ is a very smart character. Like, he, he like, immediately was like, I'm going to be safe in this car because I don't look up. Close the door, lock it. <laughs> don't need to worry about that. Yeah, he figured out very quickly, like, how to, like, stay safe during that, while, while that thing's hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, because that thing was hunting much like... You know, with horses, as we learned early in the movie, don't look at them in the eyes because they get spooked, right? They attack, or well, they don't attack, but they like they get spooked, right? So same thing with this thing. They're ter- sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're territorial. So when you horses? look at a, yeah. Huh? When you look at a territorial animal, ah. when you look at it in the eyes, they can take it as a challenge. Well. In the movie, he, I think OJ is the one that says that too. That this is th- that they were in its territory, mm-hmm. and so he's it's just defending its territory. Maybe. Basically, I feel like I'm gonna sleep, wake up, and I'm gonna have more things to say about this movie. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I have to say about this movie is that the final form, because the alien obviously shifts from the flying saucer into Alleged this alien. Oh, sorry. The definite jean jacket, though. Definite jean jacket. It kind of turned into a jacket. <laughs> it turns into a ceremonial robe, I think. So it, it transforms, right, and becomes this giant billowy creature. This Lovecraftian monstrosity yeah, with was, a square mouth. It was kind of pretty. It was, yeah, it was like very like biblical angel kind of look. Yeah. Like, fear not. <laughs> fear I not. Fear. I fear. I fear greatly. Um, and the, the square mouth kind of resembled like a party... Streamers? Streamers, yeah. I literally yeah. kept being, like, party streamers. Yeah. Like, it was even, like, the same consistency, like, when the camera was from the angle of the thing, of the mouth. That was weird. It was it was really weird, and I did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, just when I thought I had everything figured out of this movie, it couldn't pull up any more surprises, the thing turns into something else. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> it, uh, it evolved into, like, a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. And... Uh, as you guys have probably mentioned it before, one of my favorite movies is Jaws. This movie had so many parallels to Jaws that I was just eating it up. But uh-huh. Like, the way it hunted was very shark-like. Mm-hmm. And the way it learned, because it, it like, choked on that plastic sat- horse statue thing with the streamers, and then afterwards, like, those colorful streamers terrified it. Yeah, I was like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> even, the, even the thing was like, nope. Um, it, like, avoided OJ at some point because he had the, the, the things, so... 
Yeah, it was it was incredible. That like the parallels were just all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. even to the how they killed it at the end, it right. blew up from like something filled with oxygen basically, and that's kind of how they killed the, the shark in Jaws. They shot the oxygen tank in its mouth. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Not exactly like it, and it wasn't an intentional kill because in the end they were only after getting that spectacle. And I'd like to point out that the I guess we can talk. I guess we can wrap it up with like the how the ending kind of also subverted our expectation because yeah, although M, because we we really thought that you know OJ was dead at that point because he kind of squared up with the monster. Yeah. Um. So M finally gets that 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 last good shot and, and the winking well like it was a perfectly framed shot, and the the news. Uh, News van, newscaster, news news vans, newscasters, media. paparazzi, media um, went to Jupiter's claim to to see what was going on, see what the the ruckus was about, and she didn't care about the news. She didn't care about the media. She didn't care about any of that. At the end, all her her eyes were only focused on the fact that OJ came back in the end. He was alive, which was like kind of like, I guess, a way of saying like, you know, fuck the spectacle. Yeah, in the end, she got the she got an amazing shot of the creature, mm-hmm. but all she cared about was that OJ was alive, which is yeah. you know lesson learned of the movie. Right, right. Honestly, when she was looking out at, at first and her expression hadn't changed, I thought the camera was gonna pan and just a bunch of stationary clouds in the sky. That would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a horrible way because the media is there, so they're gonna be like, "What's that?" <laughs> nope, part two. Dinner nah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm good, fam. <laughs> you, and we also... we Just to touch a little bit on it, because th- these two characters were also really good. Angel, the one who worked at Fry's, and the director... God, I forgot his name. Anton, was it? Antlers Holst, uh, played by Michael Wincott. Those two characters... Uh, well, Angel's with them most of the movie. Yeah, Angel. He is... A fantastic character. He was a. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was definitely like the comedic relief. Well, they were and, all funny. Yeah, they were all really funny. Everybody was <laughs> funny in their own way. Which is it makes sense because Jordan Peele is a comedian, so it's funny how comedians tend to, to be really good horror yeah. directors. But um, yes, Angel was an amazing character because he was funny, but he was also very useful. He was like the IT guy, mm-hmm. um, and he was immediately on board with what was going on. Yeah, he was a little bit of a conspiracy nut. A little bit. And he was also creepy, because he was checking the cameras all the time. Which, honestly, kind of came in handy in that one scene. Fuck that praying mantis. Fuck the praying mantis. (laughs) If if M saw him again, oof, hands on sight. Oh, she was going to eat him. Yeah, (laughs) eat him. (laughs) And then Antler's... He was an interesting character. He was a very weird character. Because we meet him in the beginning, and he's just like a very non... like nonchalant, very uncaring director. Yeah, like um, a stereotypical director, how you would sh- see him in these movies. And he was pretty much, when they would call him, he was only interested in like this movie that he was editing, which was all about predators eating themselves, like eating each other alive. Yeah. Which is another one of those vile which, things turning into spectacles. Yeah, it probably has something to do with <laughs> a deeper meaning as well that we probably aren't catching. Right, we're not smart enough for that. You know, Jordan Peele, you're too good for us. Um... But in the end, they call Antlers to ask him to see if he can you know, help them get the perfect shot. And of course, he has this weird 
uh, just MacGyvered on electric camera that he was able to capture footage of the thing. But in the end, they couldn't really use his footage because. Well, he his the first camera he they were filming with the crank one, the big one that said IMAX on it. That one they were able to get the footage, keep the footage. I'm Did not sure <laughs> if the, if they got destroyed. The camera. Probably. Um, but he had a second camera, which is the one he took when he got sucked. But the thing is, didn't the, the, I don't remember, but did the monster also not suck up the tent where they were hiding? I don't know. Because it sucked up uh, Angel at some point. It did. I think it might have, actually. And that's why they went for the... The winking well? Yeah. Yeah. Which Angel was an absolute genius wrapping himself in barbed wire. Right, which is dangerous, but hey, pay I mean, off. You do what you gotta do mm-hmm. to not get sucked up by a giant space shark. This is not the good suck. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of showing that like, sure, we're, we'll try to get like some some uppity director to try and help, but ultimately you gotta do what you gotta do because <laughs> they're they're only interested in getting the the perfect shot, the golden hour perfect shot, which wasn't even necessary. He didn't have to sacrifice himself. Yeah, his sacrifice was ultimately unnecessary. Which is another part of the, the... The whole spectacle. The imagery, right? Like, you do what you need to do, even though you think you have the perfect shot. Like, okay, what if we pushed it? What if we tried a little bit more? What if we didn't? Because they definitely got an amazing shot before he even sacrificed himself. They got that thing, like, going completely sideways. Right. Uh, seeing his eye mouth. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Jordan Peele does it again. It's another amazing movie that we're over going to overthink about for the next few weeks, probably. Um, or we can just see it as a cool alien blockbuster, summer blockbuster, and just turn off your brain and just be like, whoa, scary. Yeah, Ooh. that it's very diverse. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a movie that, unlike, for example, Us or Get Out, which had like very strong imagery and very strong like hey in your face this is what it's about it's about racism it's about um like being like i guess not yourself in america i forgot what this is about but this movie is a movie that you can just say okay it's just a, your typical alien movie your typical summer monster movie like jaws um it doesn't have to have a commentary and yet it does a very deep commentary a very deep one very much a a love letter slash hate letter to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. What about you? So this movie, again, I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. It's averted every single one of my expectations. I could not have possibly come up with a theory to figure out what this movie was about. I, from the moment this movie started, I was along for the ride. Before. Before the movie, I was along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say I was sucked in by it. <laughs> In the end, this movie definitely exceeded my expectations. I I don't think it could have been any better. Uh, this is probably going to be a second watch for me and Jude. Mm-hmm. If I had to give it a rating scale from 1 to 10, I'm going to say it's a 10 for me. I'll definitely say it's a 10 for me as well. Um, wonderful movie. I don't, I don't think I have any critique towards it. Um, yeah, honestly, all I can say is uh, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does next. Mm-hmm. And again, if you've made it through this whole podcast and you haven't seen the movie, you just didn't care to watch it, maybe we gave you that initiative. Go watch the movie, please. And if you have watched it, watch it again. Why not? <laughs> right? Yeah, this is definitely a fantastic movie that I will definitely be rewatching multiple times. 
not only because it's great, but, you know, there are some things that we might not have caught or, you know, that's another thing that, you know, you, you watch it the first time and you're trying to figure things out and you're trying to follow along. And now after the second time and you've had some time to think about it, see what your theories, whether they make sense, whether trying to catch more of the energies around, it's, it would just be really cool. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Um, this is our first episode back from our very long hiatus, so I hope you really enjoyed it. There, we have a lot of ideas coming up soon, and hopefully you'll be along for the ride, hopefully along for the spectacle of the future. I see what you did there. Ooh. <laughs> All right, guys, and uh, as always, uh, please interact with us on our social medias, uh, our Instagram, VFTV underscore podcast. And same on Twitter. Same on Twitter. And we might have a YouTube and other things coming up soon. But no promises, because, you know, we're still figuring things out as we go. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned for what's coming up next. Catch us later and keep your eye out of the sky. Oh, God.